Charlie became such a mascot because he was here so often mm -hmm. that everybody kept asking where he was. And kind of the masses says, we had to do this for Charlie's sake. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, we go to Transport Brewery and visit with Christy Marandino to learn more about Charlie's cause and bureaucratic meddling. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We Save Each Other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. On every episode, we encourage you to follow Rosie Fund on social media. If you've been doing that, then you already know that my wife Dawn and I are fostering a very sweet dog who's been waiting almost a year for his forever home. Four-year-old pit mix Vinny needs a family where he is the only pet. He's not comfortable around other animals. He is athletic, smart, and affectionate. Links to a couple of his videos on the Rosie Fund YouTube channel are in the description. If you can't welcome Vinny into your home, watching and liking his videos still helps increase his exposure so his forever family can find him. You can support Rosie Fund by making a donation on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards featuring Rosie and Peaches and our shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Any donation amount is greatly appreciated, but here are some popular levels. $30 provides a collar and a leash for a Rosie Life Starter Kit dog, and $100 covers their entire kit. You can also support Rosie Fund by downloading, subscribing, rating, and, most importantly, sharing dog words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or guest. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Next time on Dog Words, Dr. Rachel Melvin explains the Dog Aging Project and how you can help. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today's guest on Dog Words is Christy Marandino, the Operations Manager at Transport Brewery. Thank you for hosting us in Transport Brewery, Christy. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm just happy to have you guys here. This is a great space, and even if our topic were not relevant to dog words, I would still be encouraging people, check out Transport Brewery for in the greater Kansas City area, not just because you are helping a uh, local business, the whole shop local philosophy, but you'll be with people who are of a like mind. If you're a dog words listener, I'm assuming you have a certain feeling about the way uh, dogs should be part of our life, part of our society. And I think Transport Brewery shares that philosophy. So tell us a little bit about the Transport Brewery philosophy, at least when you originally opened, about how dogs would be part of the space. Our philosophy has always been a community-driven brewery. We wanted to make flavorful beers in our 100-year-old building for people to gather in and enjoy and just become part of our family. And that that kind of included dogs, too. So when I first started here, I have a pit bull that's four years old now. So when I started here four years ago, she was just a puppy. And one of those big questions that I asked was, can I bring my dog to work? 
because I had a puppy at home and Mm -hmm. it'd be so much easier to have her here when we're opening up a brewery and I'm working those 12 or 14 hour days. So we had looked into it uh, four years ago to make sure that it was okay that dogs were present here, Mm -hmm. in which they were. So my dog actually became like a greeting committee to all the guests coming in and especially the travelers who are missing their dogs at home. Mm-hmm. It just became this warm, welcome environment. Dogs pretty quickly figure out their role. Right. They, they size things up. It's like, I think I can pitch in and help here. Especially here, just making everybody feel welcome as they walked in the door or, you know, just getting those pets. My dog would go around to every different table and just sit there and look at you. Mm -hmm. No sounds, nothing like that. She just wanted pets and love and attention. And she quickly became a mascot here for Transport Brewery. And it allowed other people to feel comfortable bringing in their dogs And it was really great because she also set the tone about friendliness and socialization of dogs in the brewery and Mm -hmm. what was allowed. And we always said we were dog-friendly to friendly dogs, and that message was pretty much heard loud and clear throughout our community. Well, certainly in a restaurant where people bring their kids, most places there's no policy about no kids allowed in a restaurant. But there's also the expectation that your children will behave appropriately. Adults, there's an expectation that you will behave appropriately. And if not, you'll be asked to leave. If you bring a dog to a dog-friendly place and your dog does not act appropriately, just like the humans, you ask them to leave. And then the rest of the dogs, the rest of the patrons, will have a good time. So that makes perfect sense. Right. We've actually never had to kick out a dog here, but we've had to kick out a few people. <laughs> Again, like I said, the dogs right. <laughs> size the, the dogs know how to behave. They figure things out. People, not so much sometimes. So dog-friendly place, I'm sure that's part of the appeal on top of the different brews you have available. People just knowing they can bring a dog or I right. would say even people who don't bring their dog knowing I may see a dog. That has a draw. Yeah, there's a lot of people that we have seen that don't have dogs, but they like to come here. There's a family that actually comes on Tuesday nights that didn't have a dog at the time because their children were afraid of dogs. But then they kept coming every Tuesday. Now they have adopted a dog from one of the foster parents' That's here amazing. Because That's the kids fell in love. And actually, they just adopted a three-legged dog. It just... Or wait, no, it was a blind dog. The three-legged dog got adopted from another couple that comes here. So You have so many good stories I know. that you're conflating them. <laughs> I'm That's mixing what a them up, yeah. So it's not just that, oh, hey, it's easy to have dogs and we're just kind of lax about the rules, bring a dog, don't bring a dog, whatever. You're doing some good. You're exposing people to this is what your life can be with dogs, and that helps dogs. Dogs need us. There are shelters that are overflowing. And if this helps get dogs out of shelters, if this helps dogs get a rescue or a foster opportunity, great. What could go wrong? Well, so the health department could go wrong. But that's probably the biggest upset with the change to this law was that we weren't just a place that you could bring your dog. We were a place that we had dog fundraising events. So we would do best friend bingo every few months. And you would play bingo and... Different organizations like Melissa's Second Chances, Great Plains SPCA, Wayside Waves would bring in adoptable dogs 
and we would play bingo and we would donate back to those charities. We only started doing this about two and a half years ago. In the past two and a half years, we've gotten over three dozen dogs adopted. We've donated thousands of dollars back to the charities, and we've seen such a great rapport in the dog community. We even a few months ago were posting about a longtime shelter dog, and that dog got adopted. Mm -hmm. And that's not even on top of the foster dogs that come in here. We have so many guests that will bring in a foster dog, and they quickly get adopted. My second Mm -hmm. dog was a foster dog. The family just brought them in here, and I called my husband right away, and I said, I think we're going to get another dog today. (laughs) And we did. Obviously, there's a lot more impact if you can have dogs here right. for any sort of fundraiser. And places like Melissa's Second Chances is operated by all volunteers. Right. All of their funds come from volunteer donations. So any little extra edge they can get in an adoption event or a fundraising event, they need to take advantage of that little extra edge. So like coming to a place like Transport Brewery where they can show off the dogs, they're going to raise more money. They're going to get more dogs adopted or foster. So that's great. But as you mentioned, the law changed or interpretation of the law changed. What exactly happened? So the way that health inspection works is every year you get your annual inspection and you don't know when the inspector is coming to make sure that everything is clean yeah. and up to yeah. standards. And that's fine. Our last inspection was in February of 2021. The new adaptation to this law was issued in April 2021. So when we got inspected this year was when we found out about it. Because there was no, when the ordinance changed, they don't let you know we've amended this. That would well, be of course not. kind why, of crazy. Yeah, why would they do that? <laughs> but So they didn't let us know. So as far as we were concerned, we were operating with the same standard procedures Mm -hmm. and this is leash dogs and this is friendly dogs and disposable water bowls and all of those things to make sure that we're being clean no dogs behind the bar all the and had you had any other to put you on the spot here health code violations or complaints from patrons we have never had any health code violations I mean, there's dog people, and then there's not dog people. Mm -hmm. For every five people that say they love the dogs here, there's always one that says there were too many dogs. But they're not saying a dog attacked me. Right, nothing like that. compromised my They're just not dog people. The the dog messed with my drink or my food or anything. So as far as a health code, either violation from the health department or someone not with the health department, reporting you like, you know, I found a hair in my soup kind of thing. Yeah, nothing like that. So, nothing like that. For several years, you'd been operating without dogs causing any problems. Well, the last time, I think it was in February when we were inspected or the time before that, I can't remember, there were dogs in here when the health inspector was here and there was no issue. So... I mean, they they fully knew that we had Mm -hmm. dogs, but the law had changed. And when this health inspector came in this year, in July, he had informed us of the rule change. And the way that it goes with the Department of Agriculture is you have 30 days to right your wrong. I'm assuming in our situation we have 30 days. If it was probably something else, they could probably shut you down automatically. But ours was the dog situation and... um, the health department enforcer said, there's a variance you have to apply for. 
So we quickly applied for the variance, mm-hmm. which was things that we were already doing. Have leash dogs, have a sign on the door, have disposable water bowls, make sure the rules are loud and clear. And then they needed a pet relief station, which we were getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. But our when we put the variance request in, it immediately got denied because the variance is only for outdoor areas. It's not for indoor areas. With any sort of bureaucracy, whether it's the government or your bank or an insurance agency or something like that, it's easier for someone in that system to say no than it is to say yes, because you can defend no as far as a variance or an exception by just saying, these are the rules, I'm doing my job. Forgetting the part of your job, which is you're responsible for making decisions. There are reasons that you grant a variance. There are reasons you grant exceptions. You look at an individual situation and make a judgment. So you're an establishment in good standing. It'd be one thing if this was a sloppily run place, that there's police are constantly being called because fights are breaking out. No, never. And the neighbors are always (laughs) complaining about, you know, it's it's out of control over there. And it's like, well, you people obviously are a thorn in the side of the local authorities. We're not going to work with you. That's not the case. There's this one issue where they change a rule, and so you do what you can to comply, but for some reason, that's not good enough. So what's the next step? We've done a lot of things, and I think the biggest part of the confusion is that 10 years ago, there just weren't breweries in Kansas. Mm -hmm. There was few and far between. You have your free state, and you you have so many more craft breweries that are operating now and there's not a straight set of laws for us. Well, it's, it's easy when there's just free state. It's like, right. well, we're not going to make a whole set of rules about breweries for free state in Lawrence. But we'll now... Just, we'll just shoehorn that into yeah. restaurant rules. But now there are enough breweries, and it's a different kind of business that should have its own rules. Right. So we don't have any food. We don't have a kitchen. Nothing along those lines. We make beer, and to the Department of Agriculture, the making of beer is considered the making of food. To get to our brewery, you have to go through two doors, one with a key code, passcode, to get inside. So it's kind of impossible for even kids or strangers, adults, dogs, or anybody to Mm -hmm. even get to where we make the beer unless you know the passcode. And we're not really giving that out Mm -hmm. very often. So it's, it's kind of tough. And when you're making the beer, it is then not immediately transported to the consumer, like when you make a sandwich in a kitchen. Right. And then it rolls out. It's like it's right It goes from hoses into kegs into refrigeration through tap lines to a glass, then served on the other end of the bar to Mm -hmm. a patron. So it's it's just been very difficult to wrap our heads around that. And then, you know, our call to action was we really want this law to change. So when we applied for the variance and got denied, we said, well, what's the appeals process? And we were told that there was not one in place. So then we got to thinking and said, well, we need to email our local representatives, everybody that we possibly could to see what we can do about this law change. And that's what we did. We asked our customers, staff, anybody involved that really loved dogs at the brewery to reach out to the five representatives that we have listed to try to get 
this changed? And the response was good. Four out of five responded that they would look into it. The biggest problem is that Congress isn't back in session until January, and some of those representatives may not be the same representatives in January. So it's really a hard pill for us to swallow because if you're a representative and you start working on something and then you're not a representative in January, it's Mm -hmm. almost going to go nowhere. Right. So it's kind of like a hurry up and wait thing. There isn't any immediate assistance unless the Department of Agriculture decides to change their code. And we've reached out to them to see what we can do, and we've had mixed responses. The first response back was, no, there's no appeals process. Then a bunch of customers tagged them on Twitter, and they said they should give us a call. So we gave them a call, and they said there's no appeals process. (laughs) So we've kind of been doing all the things that we can, but we're stuck. Any listeners out there who have uh, access to the people who can make a change, by all means, do that. But also, just regular listeners, use your voice. The state representatives work for you, whether you voted for that representative or not. When they take office, they work for you. And certainly, the Department of Agriculture works for all of us. Right. We ask everybody that wants to get involved When you do, definitely, if you have any pictures of your dogs at transport, let them have it. I mean, who doesn't love a good dog picture anyway? But let them know why this affects you, how this is affecting a local business that you love. Mm -hmm. And more so, let them know about how immediate something like a change of this nature could cause happiness and wouldn't hurt our small business. The dogs that are not getting adopted or fostered because they are not coming to events at Transport Brewery. Well, it's also said the people that, like, we have signs on the door now, but the people that just don't see them or walk in, that we have to turn away a dog. Otherwise, that has, you get in trouble. Right. We have to turn away business, which is terrible, but turn away a dog. We have dogs that you know, would come here once or twice a week that look forward to it. They know when they're getting in the car where they're going. Or they just walk by and they want to come in Mm -hmm. because downtown Shawnee is a very busy area. It's neighborhood. So you see these dogs and they're crying and they want to come in Mm -hmm. and it just breaks your heart. So it's, it's very sad. I guess the other thing is we're asking anybody to tag Charlie's Cause We picked the name Charlie's Cause because Charlie was a dog that came in here multiple times a week, and he had a heart attack and passed away in the middle of the 30-day grace period that we had to figure out what we're Mm -hmm. going to do about the dogs. And it was kind of tragic, not only for the staff, but Charlie became such a mascot because he was here so often Mm -hmm. that everybody kept asking where he was, and kind of the masses says, we had to do this for Charlie's sake. So we decided to call it Charlie's Cause, and hopefully Charlie's Cause can help change the way that the Department of Agriculture view breweries that do not serve food. I guarantee you there are other inane, archaic regulations, laws like this one. Oh, for sure. That need to be changed, but for the people who enforce them, There's job security in having more rules to enforce than it is less rules to enforce. So we've had this double standard where when we first opened up the brewery in 
in Shawnee, there was a rule that said 30% of our sales had to come from food. And beer was not considered food. So we all <laughs> lobbied to get it on the bill for Johnson County and get that removed. It won, I think, like a 96% vote that that law can be abolished and all of the percentage of our sales don't have to come from food. Mm-hmm. Flip this around two years later where now beer is food. It just seems like we have to fight the law no matter what we do, which is why we want a set of regulations for breweries because you shouldn't be able to flip-flop yeah. and then the business is hurt. Yeah, The government shouldn't get to change definitions for their convenience of taxation or fines. It should be consistent, but more importantly, it should be rational and fair. Certainly a brewery, as you've described it, wants to have dogs. That's not going to impact your product, the safety of your product, how it's delivered. But I would also suggest, so what if it did? So what if you had dogs running through the brewing area? As long as people who patronize the brewery know there's going to be dogs back there. If you care about that, yes, that's a problem for you. Go someplace else. If a local restaurant wants to have dogs, as long as the patrons know we have dogs here. If you think that's unhealthy, if you think that's unsafe, if you don't want to eat here, eat somewhere else. The market should decide that. And that's my personal right. political I statement. Mean, I think but at the very least, a rational approach to this, considering, well, does it make a difference whether or not a dog is in there? Does that impact the brewing process? Does that impact the safety of the product or the customers? Can you make a case for that? I don't see that anyone could. I think for us, it's kind of hard because our brewery is small. So when the brewers are back there brewing, we actually don't even like the bartenders or anything, yeah. anybody I'm not saying you should, to you be know, back there because and dogs run through it's there. small and it, it needs to be super clean. So we're happy keeping that separate. I think what would be ideal and I'm is, not suggesting that, the right. law, that you should, should do that, that you should allow that. But I'm saying it should be your choice. And I think it's a good choice for you to say, no, we can't have dogs back there. We don't want other staff who don't need to be back there not being that back there. That's how we're going to run our business. But that should be your decision, not the Department of Agriculture's decision or the state's decision. I think we just, what we would like is an amendum to it. To, to say if you don't have a kitchen, there's a different set of mm-hmm. laws. And I think we're okay with the variance because mm-hmm. there has to be some kind of rules. We just can't have dogs running all around there's busy streets and whatnot so i think if there's some rules the variants that they had in place would be easily adapted for inside as well as outside because again we are a busy brewery and we do make beer in the back here you know having leash dogs as opposed to dogs running around it just makes it easier to manage Which, and i think that's a great point and i think we are um more aligned here than than perhaps I was uh, allowing for. What you're describing, it's like we don't want dogs running around. We can't have them running loose on the street, which is exactly my point. A smart business person isn't going to do something that's going to jeopardize their patrons or the local community. That would be bad for business. Right. And you should be trusted to be smart because if you aren't, 
you're going to go out of business anyway. There are enough things that make it hard to run a business, let alone being stupid. So you're not going to be stupid. <laughs> I'm going no. to assume that. And I think Department of Agriculture and the state should assume that too. And at the very least, I agree, have an addendment, addendment, amendment, I'm, I'm just so worked yeah. up. I'm making combinative words. Have an amendment or an addendum that allows for dogs to be in a space where it's safe for them to be and a brewery like this certainly qualifies and there's i would think other places that would benefit from having that sort of uh acknowledgement of how much dogs are a part of our lives i agree we, we need more dogs. So in the description for this episode, I will have, of course, a link to Transport Brewery and all of your social media and Charlie's Cause. And I believe I can link to a page which shows the state of Kansas how you can find who your representative is. Even if you are not in the same district as Transport Brewery, anybody in the state of Kansas who is in the legislature can support this. Yeah. Anybody in the state of Kansas can support this. And I mean, we've talked to a number of people that were concerned, whether they're customers or representatives or just city or state officials. We've talked to so many people and they're honestly hurt by it. But I think just because we don't have dogs here, don't stop coming. We're still Please a small. Keep coming. You need to we'll still, we'll, we are still a small business, and we still love dogs and plan to do as much as we can to give back to the dog community and to the human community. But I think just by boycotting and saying, "Well, this was a dog-friendly place, and I'm going to go," if you boycott, that still hurts us. So I mean. Yeah. yeah. Support local businesses, support Transport right. Brewery. If you don't live in the Kansas City area or in Kansas at all, Shawnee is on the Kansas side of the Kansas-Missouri border. If you're somewhere else in the country, and I know we have listeners all around the world, and you've encountered this and resolved it, tell us how you did. Or perhaps more importantly, if this is not an issue where you live, let us know. Let us know how your local breweries are able to operate safely without this issue why can't we do it here in shawnee let us know what's going on out there in the world christy thank you so much for sharing time with us today and hosting us in this wonderful space i encourage listeners come check it out but by all means do whatever you can to help charlie's cause thank you christy you're welcome i'm phil hatterman and you've been listening to dog words presented by rosie fund Thank you to Christy Marandino for hosting us at Transport Brewery. In addition to transportbrewery.com and Charlie's Cause, linked in the description, is also a link to openstates.org, an online resource for contacting your state and federal representatives and tracking legislation. Next time on Dog Words, we learn all about the Dog Aging Project. A big thank you to alternative stream duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule, at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of 
Sound Currents on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. Go to rosyfund.org to shop and get links to our social media. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the contact form at rosyfund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember, we save each other.